This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Rockcast podcast. We have several people around the mic today, and our return guest from the UK, Aaron, is with us. You want to say hello, Aaron? Hello, Aaron. <laughs> That's you'll recognize him by his accent for the rest of the uh, session here today. The rest of us sound the same as we always do. So we have some exciting things to talk about today. Um, let's do a little conference recap. Let's. What do you say? Wow. Well, it was a, a great time. I mean, the location was amazing. Wish everybody could see the view from the top of that hill. The so weather was beautiful. It was. It was special ordered. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. And, you know, this, this, the conference as a whole just went really well. I mean, it was very well uh, uh, planned. Emily, good job. Thank you. Everything was, like, so smooth. But I have to say that so much of what was done there was the courtesy of the Bel Air staff. No matter how much we tried to do, they just kept jumping in and saying, we've got this, we've got this, and they were wonderful. It was a really incredible, um, not just a location because it was beautiful, which it was, but the team there is just so incredible and encouraging and, and hardworking. We really enjoyed um, being able to host there. So big thanks to Bel Air for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think it was just a great conference all around. We had great, good content, <clears throat> good relationship building, good networking. Um, good attendance. It's hard to believe we crammed that all into two days. It was full, but it was really very yeah. impactful. I like good. that time frame, that two days of just like a big, huge two days. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of gets you in and out easily in a week, and you still get a lot of content. And I love the fact people stayed late every every they night. Did. Yeah, including the second night. That was That's right. And that's when some of the best stuff happens. It does, yeah. The magic. Yes. So what was everybody's highlight? Maybe mm. just go around and do that. I know, that's easy for me. Okay. It was Seth's uh, session. <clears throat> senior pastor. He's a senior pastor, right? Yes. Yeah. Senior pastor, learned rock, read the manuals, kind of mic dropped the whole thing. He, he did rock by himself, essentially. He did. Basically proving that you don't need a developer. You don't need to be a developer. You just need to be someone who can read and follow along. And that, that kind of blew me away. That was very incredible. And he has a great way of sharing his story. And that's a free session, so if you want to spread the news, you, you can listen to that. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute, right? Yeah, we'll okay. jump in there now. Like, what, okay. what do we have for so that? So this is really exciting, guys. We wanted to do this last year and couldn't quite get it pulled together in time. But this year, we were able to record all of the sessions for the whole conference and have offered those now as as a content subscription on our website. So you can go to the conference page and it has a link there. That's probably the easiest. We'll get a link up on our main page here a little bit later today. But if you go to rockrms.com slash rx2016, there will be a link at the top of the page that will take you to the page um, devoted to our our content from the entire conference. And uh, it's there for a a great subscription rate of $199. 
and that is not just for you, it's for your entire organization. Uh, the only caveat on that is it's your organization as they're known to us. So if you have other members of your team you want to have access to that content once you've purchased it, you need to have them go to our site and create a login and choose your organization. And once they've done that, then they'll have access to. So you have unlimited number of people that you can add to your organization. Uh, feel free to do that. And we made a couple of sessions free <clears throat> we did. Um, for you guys to check out. So there's a, I would say if you have to watch any session, I think there's three free ones. Definitely watch Emily's. Um, got some great feedback on, on that. It seemed to be like the hit of the conference. And um, not only did you do a good job, Emily, but Thank you. it was also a very um, transparent view of Spark and what's going on with Spark. We were talking about stuff we never talk about. Right. Um, and I think not only was it presented excellently, but it was excellent content, too. So if you only have time to watch one, it's only 30 minutes, and I guarantee you that that will be well worth your time to watch. Um, so It is there. interesting because our community is spread out across the world, and uh, we operate just in our little office, heads down, getting our stuff done. And sometimes that creates a disconnect between whatever you might be picturing we're doing or we look like or our space looks like and what reality actually is. <laughs> so it was kind of fun to literally pull back the curtain, show some pictures of our office space, and uh, just kind of give you the behind the scenes what really happens. Yeah, and, and that's kind of like a lead into maybe my <clears throat> highlight too is we often, like you said, we're, we're stuck in this 168 square feet and honestly, what we see every day is the work in front of us and the issues that come in. And sometimes that can be a little bit of an overwhelming feeling and sometimes a little bit of downer when you, all you see is like kind of issues. But I think the conference for me was the ability to kind of go up a little bit higher and see a, a, a bigger view of what's happening. And it's, it's really amazing like how many people are using Rock, how they're using Rock, the ministry that's happening um, through all of that is is pretty remarkable and that's somewhat a, a nature of our model like we don't put a gun to your head and said pay us and then now we know what you're doing it's more of an open model where you, you can come use it and a lot of times we don't know and so for me it was encouraging just to see how big it's it is and the impact that it's having um and i think there's just a lot of momentum there that we kind of see like rumbles of but we got to see it fully um almost not even a flick because I was thinking during the conference wow this is only a, a small piece of it and it's huge right there's so many people who couldn't make it that are doing stuff too like imagine if you could see the whole thing um, and some of the stuff that's happening in the industry I mean I think God's put rock here at this time for a reason and um, I think there's some big shakeups going on and hopefully this is a safe alternative an open alternative for churches you know, you mentioned the word momentum, and I kept hearing that word pinging around during all the breaks and mealtimes at the conference, and that was that was the big eye-opener to me, and I guess my highlight is probably just how much I think everybody learned there, and when I say everybody, I mean all of us. Like, as a core team, I think we learned at least as much as everybody else who came and attended, um, and it's really exciting to be a part of something that's constantly learning, constantly growing. And then for us to have the opportunity to see, wow, this is what the community looks like in action. Um, because it's, like I said, we're so spread out. To be able to see that and kind of learn what people are doing with Rock and, and learn about relationships. And we were surprised that about half of the people who attended were in the process of evaluating. They were new to Rock. Mm -hmm. So we made some um, changes on the fly a little bit to make sure we met all the needs and accommodated all the 
the um, reasons that people came to try and make sure that that worked. But it was it was just a very very interesting learning session, and that was my highlight. I think. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think I learned just as much as everybody else did. Did that session get recorded? That lunch session? Yep, of course. Okay, good. And that was just kind of the introduction to rock, right? Mm -hmm. For new people. Because I missed it. Yeah. That's a really good one. My highlight was just being able to put a person to people's online presence Mm -hmm. that we've interacted with so much and just being able to meet them and talk to them in person. Um, Because it it was a nice chance to talk to so many people. Plus, then, like you said, all the it was surprised me how many churches were there, just kind of checking out Rock, and I think in the next year we're going to see a lot that community grow even more. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it was probably a combination of things that's already been talked about. Um, it's kind of difficult to capture the atmosphere of the event, but there was lots of kind of like pockets of learning going on. People just, you know, that hadn't necessarily met each other before, just sitting down discussing what they were planning to do, what they had done or helping each other out. And that kind of community feel was really important to me, but also just the, like you talk about momentum, it was really amazing just to kind of get a, a big picture overview of all the different organizations and how they're using rock in ways that I hadn't even thought of. And that was inspiring. I think that was kind of a driving force for a lot of people there. So things that came out of the conference that are accessible to those who, um, couldn't make it to the conference for one reason or another are that content subscription which we hope opens up the uh, conference to people who are international and to people who uh, had a conflict with dates or um, had to come across the country and a travel budget didn't really accommodate that we want this to open it up to you which is why we've priced it very reasonably there are a couple other interesting things that came out of the conference too that you'll see Um, one of those was the introduction of our new mascot and his name is Chip. He is a rock lobster. John, would you please sing us a few bars of the inspiration behind that? I need to warm up a bit. I I didn't know I was gonna be put on the spot, so maybe next. The next podcast or the next minute? Next podcast, yeah. It takes a while to get these vocal cords kind of in prime shape. Okay, well. Can you explain the rock lobster thing to potential millennials listening? (laughs) So yes, okay, millennials, right. So rock lobster is a pretty famous song. Oh, really? Yeah, to many of those of us who grew up in the 80s um, by a band called the B-52s. You might know them better for Love Shack, but they also had another song called Rock Lobster. And My Own Private Idaho, which we're still trying to figure out a way to bring that into rock somehow. So, funny story. Um, Two nights ago, two mornings ago, I woke up with Love Shack in my head, and I had never heard that before I came out here. That was good. That's good that we're trying to... Frightening moment, actually. Frightening. (laughs) Don't be frightened of broadening your horizons. That's a good thing. So we do like all things rock pun-ish. So we made Chip. He's a chip off the old block, kind of like off a rock block. And... um, course we wanted something kind of creative so we said let's do a rock lobster and that's where it came from and and you'll now find chip hanging out on the slack channel right keeping mm-hmm. track of people's scores and even chiming in every once in a while in various uh, topics yeah and he does have a few auto responders for if you say certain things um and so what we'll be adding more features we talked about those features in in some of the slides but there's actually some features we haven't even talked about that aren't in those slides um, one is that he does keep track of everything that's said in the public channel, so we have an archive of that now in Rock. Um, not quite sure what we're going to do with that, but at least 
we have that if we want to do use it in the future. Um, but there's a few other capabilities he has. He also posts uh, questions that get asked on the Q and A into into the Slack channel, which is nice. Um, although now that I just said that, I think I only activated that on the general Q and A. I need to go back and do it on the other channels. So I'll do that today. It's amazing as you're thinking through all the things you forgot to do. And and he will <coughs> make that announcement on the general channel or mm -hmm. something. Okay. Yeah. If that gets to be, I mean, eventually that's going to get overwhelming, and so then we'll expand. You know, expand the capabilities to probably do it like once a day. But we're just we're just trying to get started um, and add and add capabilities. So we're learning as we go. But the cool thing is, I think, and I think it's announced in the videos. It, it chip runs off of Rock. You know, there's workflow actions, there's workflows that do all of that. There's webhooks. It's just a really cool you know proof that you can get Rock to do anything and pretty easily. I mean, doing that work was not that hard. Um, in fact, you know, the fact that how he speaks into Slack is just a workflow. I mean, there was no custom dev on that. Um, so. And if you want a little more chip in your life, and really, who doesn't? Um, yeah. Really. You can have chip as your very own now if you purchase a chip t-shirt. We have two new t-shirt options available for sale. Um, and those are Chip and the Kernel. If you've read the documentation, you'll recognize the Kernel from our uh, Person and Family Field Guide. Mm -hmm. And you can buy those right now, which is exciting. What's the link for that? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> I'm trying to think through. I've made so many new routes in the last few days, <clears throat> but I think it's promo. Wait, hold on. Promo Shop. Promo Shop. Yes. Okay. We'll get it up on the RX 2016 site also as a, as a link. Um, but yeah, promo. I'm pretty sure it's promo shop. So on that, like you said, you can get those two t-shirts. Right. So that's fun. So do that. Yeah. Chip in the kernel. Go. Okay. And we had another thing that came out of the conference was uh, part of the discussion when we were being a little more transparent about where we are and what we're doing. Uh, we realized that sometimes the polished level of what comes out of the core team is really, really high. And I'm not sure that adequately represents what the team looks like. We work really hard, but we've been very blessed by God. And we look back on things and wonder, how on earth did all of this get done? Um, so you know, just a, a little glimpse for you, if you haven't watched that video yet, Spark Development Network is, uh, we have a board and we have some employees. And by some, I mean me. And I'm part-time. And right now our developers are um, doing other jobs to pay the bills and working on rock in their spare time and missing out on a lot of great opportunities with family and with really cool things we can do with rock going forward. So because we've been uh, a little quieter with that information, like we like to talk shop, we don't like to talk funding. Um, so we haven't been very transparent with that just by nature of who we are and, and what we like. And if we like to talk funding, we'd probably be in some kind of funding business instead of what we're doing. <laughs> Um, but we are—we have an update for where we are and where we need to be. We really need to become fully funded next year so we can bring John and David on board and we can get stuff done. We have so many great ideas. And we know you're making plans for next year for yourselves. And personally, business-wise, we want to make those plans too. And we've got great ideas. So help us do that. We're opening pledges up. We started at the conference. And those will be open through the end of the year in order to fund rock development for next year. And our goal for that is $430,000 by 
for next year. Our pledges are open. Uh, an update on where we're at, it looks like between the pledges that have come in in the last week and um, our recurring donations that are scheduled, we're at about 20% of that goal right now. So what we encourage people to do at the conference was if you're able to make that commitment for your organization, um, then would you please go do that on our website? And that is, uh, I think the link is Pledge 2017. Yep. And then if you're not the right person at your organization to make the commitment to get behind what you value here at Rock, then would you please get in contact with the person who is? Um, you know who that is and you know how to approach them. Let me just share our need very, um, very openly. We have looked at a lot of numbers and tried to come up with some guidelines because we hear that that is what you need. And what is fair, what balances the weight of your organization in the system is about $1.50 per um, average attendee on the weekends, and that's per year. So $1.50 per average attendee per year would be a fair balance for what your uh, organization kind of weight is in the system. But what we do here at Spark is a ministry. So we don't charge, we're a nonprofit, we're a licensed 501c3, and we do that so that small organizations around the world that can't afford technology can afford rock. So we're asking you to join us in that mission field. And if that means you need to talk to your missions pastor, great. Um, if that means you need to talk to someone in, in your a budget for your department, that's great too. But join us, help go above and beyond that $1.50 per attendee and help us continue offering this to organizations that are running right now off of you know, Jones Rolodex and Bob's spreadsheet and they're just not able to make themselves efficient um, and they're not able to spend their time focusing on their relationships and connecting where God has placed them with the mission that they are um, asked to do because they're spending so much time on this back office organization that we can really alleviate. So help us in that mission work so we can help you in your mission work. Um, so we just ask that you take this week to either put that pledge in place on our website or to contact your um, decision maker for your organization and get that conversation started. Please keep in mind that we do have an invoice generator on our website, both on our donate page and our pledge page. So if your accounting department requires that, that's one tool that can help ease that um, situation for you, make it a little a little simpler for that conversation. And that's one thing, you know, having worked at a church for 13, almost 14 years, and then transitioning into this new role, one, one thing that I've seen and learned is, is that I think as, um, you know, in my role working at a church, I really got into this market norm, which is, I pay you, you give me something. I pay you, you give me something. I mean, in our culture, we just get that. Like, we're from the minute we're born, like, we start learning market norms. And this is completely different. It's it's more of a missional or ministry norm. Um, it almost reminds me more of, like, the first century church that... We're trying to do this to help everybody, and if everybody could just help us, you know, and we, we can do much more. But I think we're so, like, almost brainwashed, I know I was, mm -hmm. into, well, yeah, you know, I'll just give you this, and then you give me that. And even if sometimes, you know, it's common, and it makes sense, right, to say, well, yeah, I'll donate once we're on it. And that's kind of like, well, once I get value, I'll give you value. Um, 
there, there actually is one church who's very generous and has been for two years and it isn't even on the product yet. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of like due diligence they need to do and some stuff that they're trying to plan within the organization. That blows my mind, but it really shouldn't. Like, because they know that they're helping other churches. They know they're going there. They know they're 100% moving to Rock. But they started their gift early because they see that that it's a ministry norm and, and a missional norm and not a market norm. And I think I saw, I can see how I was stuck in that loop. And now that I'm on the outside and, and I, sometimes I'm going to some, some places or some conferences and I'm seeing not just rock, but other services that go towards churches. And it's so like market norm, like it, it almost right. feels a little creepy sometimes that we're so, that we're they're so focused on that. Right, and we don't want that vendor relationship with you. That's not why we're doing this. We're all a community. We're just as much a part of the community as you are. Um, so, you know, we've had people tell us, just send us a bill. We don't we don't want that kind of relationship with you. So we've created the tool. You can make your own invoice and, and put it where you need it to be. But we want you to join us in this work because it's a huge opportunity. And um, it's one thing that people aren't doing right now. So when you find a, a mission niche and you feel like God has placed you there, then that's the work you're going to do. And what we feel called to at the core team is to assist churches in being more effective and efficient right where they are. We know we're saving organizations money. We know we're improving the ability of pastors to do the work that they need to do and less of the, uh, the things that they're not so great at that pull time away from the connections that they're there to make. So join us in this ministry partnership, if you will. We don't want to have to turn into a vendor. That's exactly the opposite of the reason that we started. Definitely. You know, one more thing while we're still on the conference. Um, I know in the excitement of the conference, there's a lot of conversations and a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say commitment because that's probably too big of a term, but of like, I'll put something in the store or I'll I'll send that over to you or I'll send you an email with that information. You know, then you get back to the office and reality sets in again and, and you're back into all the daily grind and all the things that you miss you have to make up for. And so we get that. But if you, I would just say, you know, if you're listening to this, pause for a second. Think about the commitments you made in, in terms of what emails you promised to send somebody or what information to share or what you were going to put into the rock shop. Or um, just think through those, write them down real quick and, and, and follow through on that because I think it's very easy just to kind of, get back in the swing of things and lose that mountaintop experience. And, um, I mean, already um, New Spring has posted their uh, attendance check-in, which is huge. They posted some stuff up Mm -hmm. as well yesterday, right? Yeah, and it it wasn't, you know, it took time and energy. So we said, let's stop what we're doing, take some time and energy to share uh, a few of those things that we showed at the event. You mean you don't have more time and energy later? You can't postpone until the time and energy is banked? It's just a bullet you have to bite down (laughs) on. (laughs) Right. And so just follow through on some of those. Even if it's just an email, like, hey, I'll send you an email on this. Um, that's all I have to say about that. That's good. Good stuff to say about that. Oh, the rock shop. We talked about the rock shop at the conference. We did. We did a little walkthrough of it and showed some of the packages. I, I think that's one thing that you know everybody's really interested in. But again, we get busy, and right now you have to actually go in and go see what's new. And we're working on some ways to in the future to to notify you of new things, but. Um, so we did post a blog post this morning mm-hmm. that has that um, some of that content, so you can kind of see what's in there and 
I mean, I think already people are, are getting more excited about that. Oh, that's good. So that will give some exposure to people who don't yet have rock and don't really know how to see right. what's in that shop because it's sort of a hidden, at the moment, it's kind of a hidden ecosystem or marketplace. Yeah, I think in the future, I mean, right now, 99% of the value of rock is in the core. But as we get more plugins and as people get you know further along on their implementations, I mean, they're going to get 30, 40, maybe even 50% of their functionality or, or value out of out of what's in the rock shop. And that's what is different about rock and unique. Yeah. And that's what's really great about the rock shop, too, is not everything has a price tag in there. Mm-hmm. So some things are offered for free. Um, some things are offered for a small price tag, and, and the proceeds are donated to Spark. So you're really supporting Spark in a way and improving things for your organization. And some are there with a price tag that's very reasonable because if you went outside the rock shop to request a customized development uh, from a, a developer who's experienced with rock, you're going to be really paying a whole lot more. So you're you're supporting people who are doing that development work. You're not having to pay a lot, potentially nothing, depending on the the uh, plugin that you choose. And it's it's supporting everybody all the way around. It's a pretty cool yeah tool. And in general, app stores are like a brilliant thing in general. <clears throat> I mean. Now we, we, we get frustrated when we have to pay $3 for an app right. in the Apple App Store. I mean, it used to be when when I was in college, typical software started at like 50 was the cheapest, 100 was the next price point, and then like 300 400 I mean, if you went to the store and you saw software, like some of the quality software we get today for $3, you'd be like, are you kidding me? And I think the same thing can happen with Rock. I mean, back in the old days with the old systems, you'd have to pay $20,000 to get something custom dev'd just for you. Now that's going to be a couple hundred. And as the community grows, it's going to get even cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And, I mean, it's, it's just brilliant. Like Economy of scales, absolutely. Right. You know, as, as Rock hits the 1,000 church mark and the 5,000 church and the 10,000 church and, and beyond, yeah, those prices are going to drop and it's going to benefit everyone. Right. The developer's going to get, you know, a good payment for their wage, but the church is going to give them a, a better value. I mean, look at some of those, like, themes you can buy that are, like, $30, but they've been purchased, like, 100,000 times. I mean, that developer made some good money, and it's easy to get focused on that and go, well, they made way too much money no like I got a $30 theme I used to have to pay thousands of dollars for like a theme what a great value right yeah so V6 wait what about oh. V5 <laughs> I mean V5 just came out why that's are you talking news, about man. V6 that's, that's old news dude V5 is so yesterday <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you, you kind of blew people's minds with uh, the talk of, of V6 at the conference. Right, and that's one of the sessions that's available for free that you should watch right after you finish watching Emily's. Um, the speaker quality on that one is a little bit oh, subpar. But, uh, <laughs> but it's got some good content that you should watch after after seeing Emily's. And there's some stuff that, yeah, that will blow your mind. And V6 is here. Like, we're ready to get started on alpha and beta testing. We are. Uh, for uh, V3, or 5.3 is in beta actually, but we're gonna release that any day. And we're also releasing six to alpha and a 5.4 update to alpha. Right, because we we really discovered that um, to go to six, you, you have to make sure that your .NET framework on your hosting provider is uh, at the right level. What level is that? 4.5.2, which mm-hmm. came out in May uh, of 
2014. So it's almost no excuse that a hosting provider wouldn't be at that level, but right. we're going to put a check Especially in Especially since 451 really technically isn't supported by Microsoft anymore. So they right. should have. They should be on four five two. Right. And we didn't. It's not like we went to the latest and greatest plat, .NET platform. There's actually a newer one, but we just chose not to go that far because a lot of hosting providers haven't reached that level right. yet. So we're trying to track intelligently with the hosting providers, um, but we're also going to put something in five right. four to test it for you. Right. To make so sure you have 5.4 it. Five four won't let you install six, or will warn you that you can't install it until you have four five two. The dot framework 452 installed in order to install rock version <laughs> 6. <laughs> we'll put in as many dependencies yeah. and checks as we can to make it reasonable. But you won't be able to go straight to 6 from 5.0. You'll right. have to hit go five, to 5.4 four. first. Good. We're doing all this to make it easier for you, even though it sounds complex. And right. at almost no cost right now, right? I mean, it goes back to donations. A lot of this is just kind of our volunteer time. That's right. Um, yeah, I'd say I'm all of this. All of this is volunteer time, yes. Okay, so 6.0, check out the video. Very cool stuff. We'll blow your mind. Um, and it's coming probably in the next... It's coming to Alpha in the next hours or days. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much packaged. We just have to do a few tidying up of little things. Um... So that's very exciting. And all you alpha users, please, the more the more time and attention you can put into testing, the better off it will be. Um, there's some significant uh, changes. So um, we'll be moving a little slower probably with 6 than we did with 5 because of that. Um, one other thing, too, that if we go, it touches a little bit on 6, a little bit on some of these testing and a little bit back to the conference. I think there's a lot of the, of the of the developer community who are super excited, especially after the conference. Lots of new excitement. Um, I would just want to challenge you, like, first of all, work on things that have a ministry benefit. Um, I know sometimes we can we love to get down into the teeny tiny weeds and, and start, you know, making micro improvements. There's still so much low hanging fruit out there. Concentrate on low hanging fruit. So that's one point. The other point is, again, we are so you know stressed trying to get these new features, trying to deal with some issues, and trying to work our day jobs on some consulting with other churches, that when you come to us with, sometimes with a, an idea or an issue, the more time and the more effort you can put into researching that issue, I would say don't bring issues to us, bring solutions. It doesn't mean you have to have it all coded, but if you could just do a little bit more research into the code, if you can read the code, that's, I mean, obviously if you can't, don't worry about it. Um, do it. If it's uh, an issue you think um, needs to be addressed, start looking at the code. Recommend a solution. That's not to say go code it. I'm not saying that. I mean, if you can, that's great, but um, just do a little bit more due diligence. It's easy to point out a flaw. It takes more time and effort to go a little bit further, research it, and say, here's the flaw. And here's what I think might be the solution. Um, that saves us so much time. Um, otherwise, it, it just can, it just keeps adding stress to us. Um, again, it's easy to, to point to the problem, but it's harder to find the solution. And I, I would just like to challenge you: if you if you have the techn technical skills and, and ability to go a little bit further, please do. 
And we realize your day job isn't to go look for those solutions, but right now John and David's day job isn't to code rock either. Right. So, you know, let's shoulder this burden together. Let's make this happen. We love to hear uh, how improvements can be made. We want to make those improvements. Our heart is right there, but we just need everybody to help us out with this. It's it's an incredible opportunity, and we just need everybody to, to be all in. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I think about when these issues come in, I'm like, man, I wish if we were funded, I could actually, like, do this as part mm-hmm. of my day job. Now it's just an additional thing on top. And there, the issues need to be addressed. Like, we're not saying, like, let's throw Absolutely. them under a rug. We want... We have passion to get them resolved. And and we're not dropping balls. Right. It just takes us a little longer. So help cut some of that time out if you have the skills and capabilities and, and deliver those with a little bit more um, uh, knowledge behind it, more information, and save our, save our team some of their research time. And so now when you add an issue, there's like a template that you can follow. And that's not there to be like a barrier for you. That's there to enable the developers to have a clearer picture of what you're seeing. Sometimes you come in and you've spent a little while on the problem and you think, oh, what I'm saying is very clear. It's not because we don't have the context necessarily that you have. So if you can just, you know, fill out some of that information, it makes the process a lot easier for everyone involved. It cuts the communication time right down. Amen. Great point. And I think a picture is worth a thousand words. I mean, even if you think it's very, very clear, please put a picture. Like, I'm working on an issue right now. I think I'm missing. I think, I, I know it's an issue. I just think I'm not getting it. I don't know if I'm like completely being. Maybe I'm too tired, but but you know, a picture would be great. It's so simple too in GitHub. You know, you can just literally copy a photo from your from your screen and paste it into the issue. GitHub makes it so easy. There's no excuse. Yeah, but that said, if you are a ministry user and you find an issue, don't hesitate. Put it in. Yep. We, we want that issue. I'm just saying, if you if you're a developer and you can go a little bit further. Please do. It's a great way to invest in the work being done in Rock. Yeah. If you have that ability. But and then when in doubt, do what you can, and and we'll we'll go from there. Um, we'll keep asking clarifying questions, and maybe try to sleep in this weekend so I can understand this issue. <laughs> I, I know it's me. That's that's, the, that's the most frustrating thing about the issues. Like I know I'm not I'm missing something, and I think that moment of clarity is out there. It's yes. coming. And when it. And it happens, and like all of a sudden it becomes clear, I'm like, duh, okay, now I get it, it's like, obvious. Alright, let's move on before I force myself <laughs> And those are like our big things. They for, are. Yeah. And if you missed the conference, there's a great deal of wrap-up here in, in this, and all the links we just gave you, you can almost feel like you experienced it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, signing out for today then. That's right. Thanks. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com/sponsors. <laughs>